0: Hey Divas! We are so happy you joined us for today's podcast. We are three best friends on a mission to grow closer to God and encourage others to do the same. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram for more uplifting content throughout the week. Let us know if you have any topics you'd like to hear or if you have any prayer requests. We hope you enjoy the episode!
1: Hey Divas! So tonight we're continuing our series on Women in the Bible, and we're going to talk about Esther tonight. So I'm going to give you a little recap of her story, and then we'll, we'll get into our thoughts. So her story, of course, is in the book of Esther, and it starts out with the Persian king Ahasuerus, and he's having a party, and they're probably drinking, and they're getting drunk, and he wants his queen, Queen Vashti, to come in there and dance for all the men, and she refused, so she's a pretty good example herself, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, since she refused, it's like, against the law to refuse the king, and so, I don't know if it says that she's killed, but she's at least removed as queen. Probably mm-hmm. killed, though. Um, so, in, in chapter two, the king's men suggest that they bring in a bunch of virgins, and the king, she's a new queen. So, okay. Esther, that's when Esther kind of enters the scene. And she's an orphan, and she's being raised by her cousin Mordecai. And so Mordecai sends her to the palace to go through the process of it's supposed over a year, and they're like doing this like beautification stuff, and you know, probably training them to be you know more queenly. Um, so over this time, Esther kind of befriends the, the man who's in charge of all of this, and probably just based on her personality, and her kindness. The um, Bible doesn't really specify what she does, but you can kind of assume that she probably just had a great personality and was just very kind and warm to these people. And so, he really took a liking to Esther, made sure she had the best, best cosmetics and food and stuff and was really taken care of. So after the year is when they start meeting the king, and so the the women are kind of brought in like kind of on a one on one basis, so the king can kind of see what they're like, and he takes a liking to Esther too, and so he chooses her to be the queen. Um, so with all this going on, her cousin Mordecai he discovers a plot that some men have to kill the king, and so he tells Esther. And Esther tells the king, and after when it's confirmed to be true, they record it in the record books. And later, that kind of plays a role in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then in chapter three is when we meet Haman, which is one of the top officials of the king, and Haman has some egotistical issues going on he is mad at mordecai because mordecai won't bow down to him and so he just he hates mordecai um and he so because of this he wants to kill all the jews and so he talks to the king about any real specifics he kind of goes around the issue it gets the king to sign the, a decree to get rid of all the Jews, because pretty much tells the king, they're a nuisance, you know, they're just these people that are in your kingdom, and they just need to be taken out. Um, so Mordecai finds out, and gets word to Esther, and Esther says, you know, she's like, I haven't seen the king in 30 days, he hasn't called me before him, um, and she's like, I can't just walk in, because it's against the law for me to approach the king without him asking me to come to him. And so... Sure, she was scared to think about that. And Mordecai tells her in chapter four, verses 13 and 14, "Do not think to yourself that in the king's palace you will escape any more than all the other Jews. For if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have not been, you have not come to the kingdom for such a time as this?" And so, after she gets the message, Esther told Mordecai to have all the Jews fast for th- for three days, and she was going to do the same with her kind of ladies that kind of help take care of her. Um, and then she would go before the king, and she says, "If I perish, I perish," which I thought were really some really strong words coming from her. And mm-hmm. um, so, of course, she goes to the king, and because I think because he likes her so much, um, he's like. He's like, yeah, come on in, you know. He might raise a scepter to her. And so she doesn't run away, go after the king and tell him this plot. She actually invites him and Haman for dinner. And at the dinner, he she asks to have her people spared. He, I mean, he was going to give her, he says, up to half the kingdom. And all she asked for is for her people. She reveals who she is. She reveals that she's a Jew and that Haman had this plot. And so the king. Because he loved Esther so much, he was very, you know, upset with Haman, and has Haman hang on the gallows where he, w- where Haman wanted to actually have Mordecai hang. Um, so that's kind of the basic rundown of the story of Esther. The first five, I think five or six chapters of the book. Um, so, what are kind of some thoughts you'll have from that? Some thoughts. <laughs>
0: Um, I mean, I just really like, um, you know, her words, you know, if I perish, I'll perish. You know, it's mm-hmm. just like, like you said, those are powerful words. Um, you know, and things that we stand up for today, um, you know, we live in a country that most of the time when we stand up for, we're not going to die. You know, like if we stand up for what we believe in, um, our, you know, our options are not life or death. Um. There, they may be, you know, you lose some followers. Um, they may be people don't like you, um, which, you know, we were talking about earlier. You know, people are not going to like you anyways. There's going to be people out there who have just a silly reason for not liking you. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it would be a good reason, you know, for you standing up for what the Bible, you know, what the Bible says, you know, for them not to like you, uh, if that makes sense. So um, when I read that, I just, it's just very encouraging that Esther had, you know, the courage to just go in there knowing that she could die um for her people you know Mm -hmm. um but did it anyways and for us you know like our fear our only fear is just you know losing some friends or losing some you know acquaintances not even friends it's just people that you know follow Mm us on on social media accounts so um you know that was the main thing i got from it
1: yeah i think it's so interesting to like. When you look at examples in the Bible of people who stood up for for what was right, and Esther is no different. You know, they saw the opportunity and they acknowledged the risks of you know dying basically in this life, but they took the opportunity anyway and they recognized that it was an opportunity to serve God. And I know Esther doesn't like mention that explicitly but um, when I was reading Esther it reminded me of the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego where the king confronts them about bowing down to the idol that he had made Um, and when when they're confronted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego say that um, that they know that God has the power to save them But even if he chooses not to save them, there's nothing that the king can do to make them worship the the idol. And he goes on to throw them in the fiery furnace and they're safe. But it's just knowing that impending danger and still having the courage to come forward and say that, you know, this is what I believe and I'm going to stand behind that. It's really empowering. Yeah, and I mean, I think you can... Also, say that it was Daniel, which is around the same time as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Mm-hmm. Um, the same thing, you know, they, they made a decree that you can only pray or whatever, bow down to the king, and you know, Daniel still prayed to God. And of course, you have the apostles in the New Testament, um, they're trying to spread the word, you know, mm-hmm. of, of Christ around and, you know, being persecuted and just going through really terrible things and dying terrible deaths, most of them. Um, so, you know, obviously, persecution or you know being looked down upon before believing in God and trying to do what's right is not a new thing to us, so right. it's something that has been around since you know mm-hmm. thousands of years ago, you know, right? On. And another thing that they have in common too is the approach that they took because you know Esther she came with such humility and meekness, you know, when the king said that you know i will give you up to half my kingdom she didn't like throw that into the deal you know she she just wanted what was best for her people and whenever the the king accepted her to come in and, and talk with him she didn't like bust up in there and be like you're doing all this wrong and you're a terrible person you know she invited him to to dinner and served him a meal and even served and Emil, who was the person who was behind all this. So, just like the humility that she had was admirable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Um, I guess, kind of going back with that, talking about just through the years of all the, the things the trials were in the face. I mean, Jesus said in Matthew ten twenty two, You will be hated by all my name's sake, but he who endures. To the end, will be saved. And then Paul said in First 1 Corinthians one eighteen, the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, is the power of God.
0: You know, when you think about standing up for what you believe in, um, you know, just talking about fears again. Um, you know, the Ephesians six, um, you know, ten through um, twenty is just really powerful because that's you know, like he posted today um, you know, talking about putting on, um, the armor of God, you know, when you think about, okay, well, where do I start when I'm wanting to stand up for what I believe in? Where do I start? Um, you know, you put on that armor of God, um, you study, you know, one of those things is the sword, um, and that's God's word. Um, you know, you study God's word and, um, the next thing it says after, you know, lists the armor of God, um, it says praying always, you know, Um, So you don't have to feel, don't feel like you have to stand up for what you believe in alone. You know, um, go to God in his word and then go to God in prayer and, you know, ask for that courage to stand up for, you know, Mm -hmm. what what is right. Um, And then, you know, at the end, it talks about how, you know, 19 and 20, it talks about how you will um, be able to open your mouth boldly and speak boldly, you know, the things that you believe in. And um, Mm -hmm. I just think, you know, just like, Esther, um, you know, telling the people to fast and fasting, you know, herself, um, you know, it's not mentioned, you know, like you mentioned this earlier, um, you know, she doesn't, it doesn't say that she prayed to God or anything. God's not mentioned at all in her, in her book, but, um, you know, most likely there was prayer. Um, and so I just think that's a comparison for us to take, you know, that they, they didn't just go immediately, you know, they took some time to, you know, to, to fast and possibly meditate on God's word and pray to him. And, um, you know, that's something that we need to take in consideration, you know, when we're thinking about standing up, you know, to take a moment to, to study and make sure, you know, we've talked to God about it and then, um, and then go, you know, stand up for what we believe in.
1: And sometimes when, you know, Esther, like we said, God's not mentioned, so sometimes when God doesn't feel like he's in the picture is when he's working the hardest you know yeah, he, he shows up in a big way mm-hmm. um you may not have seen him at the first part but like you see him there mm-hmm. working For sure. yeah i think mordecai believed that too because the way he when he's telling esther that you know this is something she should do or she you know she's in a position to do he says you know if. Pretty much, you know, if you don't, then somebody else will. It's mm-hmm. kind of the, I guess, a summary of what he said on the verse right in front of me. Um, so, I mean, I think Mordecai kind of truly believed that God was going to save them. Um, he was just trying to get Esther to realize she's probably in the best position, mm-hmm. you know, to actually make something happen for them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I think the biggest thing we're hoping or take away from this is to, you know, not be afraid to stand up for God's Word and um, for what's right. Sometimes it can feel like there's a lot of people who are trying to shut you down um, for, you know, various things, Um, but usually because you're saying what you think, sometimes opinions can get shut down very easily. Um, So just, you know, have that boldness about you like Esther did and, you know, don't be afraid to go like she did before the king. Go before the people and say, this is what I think is right. Um, you know, stand firm in your belief in God. Yeah. And, well, uh, we hope you enjoyed this, and keep watching our series on Move the Bible. And always remember to be kind, be humble, and stand firm. Bye. Bye. Bye.